your goals for 2020 were interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, just so you know out there, I asked for five words on each of these topics so that I have an idea of where you're thinking and where you're going. Um, off the record, off I the think record. we probably talked a little bit about yeah, maybe yeah, some yeah. of those off the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, value add, lead gen, and puppet master. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about puppet master, please. Uh, that was the <laughs> off the record part. So oh, I see. It's, it's, uh, the puppet master word is a word that I was only going to use internally, but we're just going to let it go. Right? Get ready for the real estate show that takes you across the barriers and into the danger zone. That bitch in real estate podcast with your host, Tenacious T. And I can splice it out later. If you no, like. no, yes, no, no, yes. we're going to go with it. So, so the brokerage, I own a brokerage called Selling yes. Fine Properties, and there's 44 realtors. And the beginning of the brokerage in five years ago was I knew how to generate leads, and I knew how to matriculate mm -hmm. leads, and I knew how to follow up with leads, and I knew everything about leads. Yes. So I thought that if I delivered leads to realtors, mm -hmm. that those realtors would take over the job and, and just – make money you sure, know yeah and it doesn't yeah, there work you like go that. there's your leads get to work i mean that's that's what we do i've mentored plenty too and here you go get to work what do you mean you can't get to work yeah no i get it <laughs> yes. so so when the 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 first cycle of business i mean the buying motivated sellers that want to sell their house and are distressed in in, in financial or physical distress uh, situation that's easy because i'm an expert at the asset itself right right i know what to do with the asset i can do short-term rentals i can do long-term rentals oh I can you know flip it a too house. I you're can, good i can do whatever it is from <laughs> yes. an asset perspective but uh the 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 transactional side the agency side the negotiation of contract i assumed that i could give leads to people who knew how to work right with with homeowners yep and then all of a sudden it would just kind of work and it didn't and so the, the the word puppet master isn't isn't me. It is definitely me doing this. But yes. the brokerage was supposed to be an, an, a vision of okay, a realtor needs a uh, a bookkeeper and an accountant and a marketer and uh, and, a, and a social media manager and sure. and a follow up inside salesperson and a listing and yeah. an open house. It's and, so many things. And most of the time, you have to put that all in one person, mm -hmm. especially yes. in the beginning, because you know new, a new real estate agent can't hire all those people. You have That's to right. learn how to be those people yep. tell you make enough money to hire those people so let's just take national models and they sure. say hey here's the corporate sponsored brochure sure and everyone looks at that corporate sponsored brochure and that's not tenacious d that's no, not right. that's not giving the expression <laughs> of tenacity right no. and so geopoint data is designed to uh figure out who is going to be most likely to engage with your offering mm. but you're your own person right? right and so you can't go into a corporate structure or a pre-packaged template of no. Of 10 different postcards and text messages Correct. and voicemails and scripts and all of these things that you need in right. order to be successful in the lead generation business, yeah. right? So if you can't do that, who's going to? Uh, you either have to write lots of checks or yeah. you have to do it all yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and in both of those scenarios, it's only the only the strongest survive in anything, Correct. right? Yeah. But but it doesn't have to be that hard. And and the real estate disruptors that are trying to take all the realtors' jobs are 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 sitting there from Wall Street and Silicon Valley pressing these buttons. Yeah. They're, they're the true puppet masters. Yeah. But the difference is, is that they're relying on twenty five dollar an hour employees here in the Phoenix metropolitan gotcha. area to negotiate and communicate with the homeowner, right? Right. So who's going to do a better job? 
Kimberly or that $25 or $35 or $55 Zillow employee, right? <laughs> yes. Definitely not that employee. It doesn't right. matter. Those right. guys are salespeople. They're not part of the community. They're not, they're not looking in the best interest for the community. They don't go to school and play soccer right. and, and do all of these things with the, with the homeowner's kids, right? They, so, they've lost the human element. So a real estate disruptor will be able to take that low-hanging fruit, and and that's what I basically did from 2003 to 2008, yeah. was it was just easy. I, nobody else yeah. knew how to predict a sale or a move right. inside of a six-month period. Nobody else knew that you could call a homeowner and make a cash offer and and uh, uh, and and have your cost per contract or listing, you know, if you were... So you were Zillow before Zillow was Zillow. I, I've been Zillow since 2003. Oh, I like it. So, yes. Yeah. So, they, so the, the puppet master becomes saying, okay, well... Uh, I can't help you be a, a brander. I can't take sure. you and your person as a person and make it what you want. But I can deliver you the tools and the infrastructure that you need to take your brand and your persona and talk to the right people. Right. right? And so that's kind of that's You're, my value add. Yeah. Uh, you know. So Sterling Fine Properties mm -hmm. is an innovator and the original Zillow. Let's say DeFrady's group is an innovator and the and the gotcha. and, and Sterling Fine Properties is one of many recipients, right? Gotcha. And so the the biggest like, I, that's kind of what I was describing is that the, the Sterling Fine Properties when you look back I, I have amazing amazing realtors yes. that work with me every single day and and they do that because I they're they're looking to me as hey I, this guy knows what he's doing yeah. over here, and so I can always rely on him to help me figure it out, right? Yep. Um, but but the systems and the processes is what they actually needed from yeah. when I started this company five years 100%, 100%. ago. And so that's what I put all of my effort into in the past uh, at least three and a half, four years is, is to give the realtors at Sterling Fine Properties the best opportunity that they possibly yeah. could. But it won't be my realtors. My realtors all have their own business. And, yes. you know, one of guy is uh, in the horse community, and he's never going to take any of my GeoPoint data and and Williams right. Luxury Homes has a very very high end uh, business that sure. they're doing amazing business and there's just they're not going to have significant value add for going after distressed homeowners sure. or you know they, they might use our data and say okay I want to I want to find all of the vacant homes in Paradise Valley and Scottsdale horse riders or what because COVID nineteen yeah. is about to come like hint, sure. hint realtors the the most valuable thing you could possibly do is find vacant homes in Scottsdale and Paradise Valley because yes. COVID nineteen <laughs> is about to come. And anybody that can drive to Arizona is going to want to be in Arizona yes. than any city in all of California. Yes. So, so that's the that's the, that's that's the so, macro hint, you know. That's so interesting. I I always love to hear about the innovative ideas and designs. And again, stalking you, I, you are ahead of your time. You always kind of have been ahead of your time, and that's part of your love for the solution do you want to stay that way too and you're it, it's refreshing to see the joy that not only has come from being a father but that has almost sparked again the creation and innovation of even more in your future yeah um we're gonna segue into the famous questions right since we're uh, in the real estate zone and being innovative what is your favorite word goddamn right God damn right. <laughs> Please explain further. Uh, because I go down these rabbit holes and 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 I have a hard time communicating what is in my head to other people. Gotcha. When yeah. someone actually repeats what I said, then it's a confirmation that I've done my job in communicating what I gotcha. thought they needed to hear. And yeah. so, God damn right. That's, I love it. That's it. Yeah, because that's that is your validation. Mm -hmm. 
That is, you know, you've gotten it. You've you've put your point across. You've That's gotten right. it right. Yeah, I love that. What is your least favorite word? I don't know if it's a word. Uh, there are people in everyone's lives who uh, will just bring the wrong energy to the situation. And yeah. so there's just so many ways to express the wrong energy to come to the table with, right? Yeah. And yeah. so if, if somebody comes to the table with the energy says that I would rather talk about the problem than create the solution, then sure. those are the words that I would look at you with disgust. <laughs> yes. So uh, come to the table fresh, come to the table ready to receive, mm -hmm. not with the blocks of a problem that you're not willing to solve. That's right. Yeah. Love that. So this one I was really curious about. I think I know the answer to it, but you just opened your eyes in the morning. You've got a really, really packed day. You've got your family you want to pay attention to. You're already feeling, even when you wake up in the morning, you're already feeling, oh, gosh, I've got to get going. It's a tough schedule. What turns you on? What puts you in that place where you are just, mm, yeah. I have, I have a few. <laughs> it's, no, it, go, go. Uh, so I have, a, I have a kind of a ritual. I will wake up and depends on what season it is. So right now it's I wake up and uh, as soon as I get out of bed, I wake, I work till probably 1230 or 1am every day. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up at about 715 or 730am. And then immediately I go to the park with Diego. Nice. And so we go and swing. <laughs> he loves swinging. And so yes. We, we talk about things and we do math with our fingers. And, and so we swing and then I come home and breakfast is usually ready. And so uh, if Diego is doing something different, then I play speed chess. And so, oh. <laughs> so I eat breakfast and I play speed chess and, uh, and that gets my brain fired up. And then it's either I will lose my speed chess game and, and be annoyed and stop playing. <laughs> and, and then I will switch into my ta-da list is right. maybe what you were thinking I was about to talk about. And so then I have a, a ta-da list, which is like a to-do list. But yes. uh, when you are done with the accomplishments, you publicly exclaim, ta-da! Yeah, right? ta-da. You're ta-da. Ta yeah, you, you have that down here. Your mm -hmm. ta-da list. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that ta-da list is, is just is it used to be just kind of mapping out the top five priorities of the day, mm -hmm. but it became complicated and overwhelming because there were so many priorities in sure. the five different, six different businesses I run. Uh, so it became like, here are the week priorities and here are the day priorities yes. and they're kind of in columns. And so I get to do two different tadas, but gotcha. uh, it's the tada list. And so I organize that in the morning. If you don't check off everything on that tada list, is that, difficult for you or are you okay with that no it's uh well yeah uh i have spent a few years trying to figure out myself <laughs> as a person and i'm definitely not okay with that right but, right and that's good to know yeah. i mean that's that's why we have to delve into ourselves and our needs and and what we have to get done mm -hmm. what do you do when you're at the end of the day and you've got maybe two or three boxes you haven't finished yet uh yeah so now it my my new habits is to journal about it right nice and so if i haven't completed those tasks then it's possible i just would had had too much expectation for the day mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but but it's also possible that i did something in the day that wasn't helpful to right. my general purpose and so i hope to use the end of my day to try to cement that 
thought. If right. I have something hanging on my shoulders before I go to bed, I try to say, well, if I didn't get all of these tadas done, then did I do something better, right? right. Which is completely valid, right? Yeah. Or did I f*** off for a little bit? Right. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and that's where you get to self-reflect and write down what you did or why you did it, and you try to make that better. So <laughs> along the same lines, what turns you off? What is, what is that thing that will make you just stop in your tracks and be like, okay, I, I cannot do this. I'm going to step back because that is a non-negotiable. That is a turnoff. When I can see that somebody can do something, but they won't. It's the can't. Yeah. It's a, that's a big one. That's very common. Yeah. Why, why is that, and it is for me too, why is that such a turnoff? Is it because maybe you've been able to push through all of your can'ts in your life and it's kind of an excuse? Still am. You know, yeah. I, I, every single day I wake, I wake up and push through can'ts. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely one of them. So what do you tell to, and he probably hasn't said it yet, but what would you say to Diego if he said, Daddy, I can't do that? He said, I can't do that. And and every conversation is a uh, challenge both on me as a person and, mm -hmm. and what I want to help create as a person. And and you want to hope that you can step back a second mm -hmm. and, and, and understand why that can't came out of his mouth. And yes. sometimes that's really hard and sometimes mm -hmm. that's easier. Uh, I think that the first solution is to get the why. And then, yes. and then yes. once you get to the why, then you understand his purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you can understand his purpose, then you can react in a way that will keep the relationship going as, a low, as opposed to taking the relationship. I will have you all know every single coach and entrepreneur I have talked to, that is exactly what they do. And that's what makes a successful person is finding the why the reason the block is there, breaking that down so that you can sweep it away and eliminate it and move forward. That's beautiful. I love it. So this is like one of my favorite questions and we'll bleep it out so you're, so Diego can watch. What is your favorite curse word? Some say shucky darn. Well, have no, to I mean, goddamn be... right is, is pretty, is, <laughs> is, is, right. on, is on there, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I have, I have, I have, I probably have a few. <laughs> I use curse words to express my passion frequently. Yes. And so I think that I would probably use all of them in any given situation. So goddamn right is probably still my. So if you're, it, it, let's say you're driving in traffic and something's happening, what's that word that just pops out of your mouth? I, uh, I, a long time ago, I, <laughs> in, in Chicago, I had a situation where I was kind of that young kid having yeah. fun and, and there was an angry driver. Chicago's just kind of a yeah. pent up aggression town. Sure. And so that angry driver, I was having fun with him, maybe throwing a finger or something, yeah. but there, we came to a light in traffic and he was three cars behind and he gets out of my car and he starts walking towards me and I'm just praying that that light <laughs> turns and so <laughs> and then the light turns but this is Chicago yeah, and there's still yeah. like a light every city block and, so and you're the like thank light. you Jesus yeah, uh, I mean so I try not to express um, uh, public frustrations yeah. but, but my new thing is this you know so oh, when, when like someone that. when someone's the fist yeah, of rage hey buddy you know? okay yeah, yeah there's, no there's, that's do that's it with hilarious. a smile because again if you can figure out that everybody has a day yeah. and you know you're driving in the car and you're never going to see that person again unless you do you know and so <laughs> that is hilarious i would be very nervous yes. if someone was walking <laughs> yeah. up to my car oh boy yeah. <laughs> okay so i 
I think I know the answer to this one too, but let's see what you say. What noise or sound you love just puts you in that place of... Uh, the most recent one, uh, there's a guy in here locally named Justin Haynes, and mm -hmm. he was doing a having a conversation with somebody, and he recommended uh, the 7.83 hertz recording. Yes. yes, And so there's one called Secrets of the Something, 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 and it's the on frequency. iTunes. frequency, yes. uh, Okay, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that one has been my most recent one. So now it used to be like I have a playlist in the shower, and now I have that going in the shower, and it allows me to kind of find that space. So you're looking for that frequency, that vibe, that noise that lifts you mm -hmm. when you hear it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do too. Mm -hmm. That's that's where I get lost for an extra hour in my meditation. Mm -hmm. feels so good. What noise or sound do you hate? Or let's use the word dislike. We're not going to use hate on the show anymore. <sighs> Leaf blower. <laughs> ah, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, when I'm trying to get work done in my backyard and my landscapers come in, it's, it's like, well, there goes my next sixty minutes. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I so I, I loud talking like um, mm. like my son's iPad in a loud shrieking. Yes. Is, yes. Drives into my brain like you wouldn't believe, and it takes so much patience to ask him to turn that thing that yeah. down nicely, like. How can you not feel that that's the worst thing in the entire world for your brain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when, when they get about 9, 10, 11, you're like, turn it down yeah. or mommy's taking that from you. <laughs> I, I can relate to that, though. There is those those voices and those things that a lot of the times the kids aren't paying attention to. And it's shrieking. <laughs> it's a shrieking noise yeah. in the ear. Okay, so you've done a lot of things in your life and you've um, you've been an entrepreneur your whole life. I want you to think back to maybe in school, in high school, maybe a lofty dream. What would your profession have been if real estate and investment was off the table? I am glad that I watched Scott Marlowe's before this because this would have <laughs> caught me completely off guard. But I came I would, when I was driving here, I, uh, <laughs> I, I came up with what I actually would be able to say most honestly. I wanted to be everything that every kid, boy, kid wanted to be, you know, and, and the one in high school that I thought I was actually going to go after was a pediatrician. Um, oh, fascinating. Nah, 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 I have a more fun one. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> but my, my, when I'm, when I don't want to do anything with my brain, then mm -hmm. I read spy novels. And so, uh, I wanted to legitimately in high school, I wanted to be, when I grew up, I wanted to have enough money to have an international network of houses yeah. and, and be able to help with the spy network. That oh, was, God, that was kind of my so like, dream, awesome. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I would join you on that. Wouldn't yes. That I love, yeah. I love finding information and research That's and, right. and we could wear like the, the fedora and mm -hmm. the raincoat and you talk know, about mysterious. Yeah. Things, yes. Right. <laughs> what is that show? Monk. I think Monk yeah. was. Uh, gosh, there was another one. Columbo. Columbo. Um, mm -hmm. 
As you're probably too young for this one. Spy Hunter was an arcade game that I played all the time. Uh, you're way too young. No, for that. I don't know what Spy Hunter yet. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. And you would actually be really, really good at that. You know I this. Think I could. But yeah, I think very I can interesting. Do it. Maybe, maybe one of the boys will take to forensic science. Or I do own a bunch of houses, so yeah. you know we could kind of figure uh-huh. out how to. That would be cool. <laughs> I got it started, you know. <laughs> so if you were listening to Scott, you know the next question is going to be that celebrity famous person dead or alive that influencer that you could have dinner with who would it be and why again scott had such great answers it would be hard to you know i like i'm not i'm also not a outgoing person like Mm -hmm. this is not my thing and so all of these things that scott was saying i was like shit shit (laughs) (laughs) he took my answer damn it so elon musk was definitely my answer for a different reason uh i'm i'm in the real estate industry and i like to describe it as the things that i build when the tides rise all the ships rise so if we wanted to have a conversation about real estate and data and the call gurus afterwards then Mm -hmm. i would think that your ship would rise with me right sure and so uh, Elon Musk, what I see him have having done was finding the most complicated thing that he knew how to solve, which was basically keeping really smart engineers motivated. Yeah. And once he has those really smart engineers, then he can build anything he wants, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so that's that one. Elon Musk would be would for that reason. Because that's basically what I'm trying to do in the real estate right, world, right? Right, We're going to go to the third one yeah. now. And he's going to tell us where he's going to take him to dinner or her. Everyone should read the book Principles by Ray Dalio if they haven't Ray already. Ray Dalio. Mm-hmm. I, I have not. I have not read that one. He built the largest bond fund, and you could compare it to, like, multiple, multiple, multiple world economies, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and was able to instill into a very large organizational structure the principles of the organization without having to communicate to those Mm. people that he doesn't communicate with very often. Sure. And so that was kind of the last piece that I felt like I was missing in my life. And so... Uh, I have to read that now. Yeah. I mean, we all have our areas where we have our weaknesses, and that is one of mine. <laughs> where would you take him to dinner? Here or in the just world? Like, let's just say you, you've got the opportunity to take him to dinner. Where are you going to go? Just have a quiet atmosphere. What what would yeah. be your main goal with that? I could do both at Ocean Forty Four. Nice. So that's you know they have those like pods that yeah. are kind of back yeah. in there. So that, I've been there one time. I'm gonna have to go again. You yeah, should definitely great should food. get the uh, bone in filet mignon and make sure that it's the three inch because if it's too short, you won't get the big red <laughs> thickness. You know. Right. Well, I just went vegetarian, so that one's not gonna well, work. Well, <laughs> you get to cheat every How's once in a while, don't you? There you go. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I do. You gotta have a little bit of protein, a little bit of meat here and there. But right. uh, yeah, unless your body forgets how to use it, and that would be yeah, it it can backfire. Mm-hmm. Be careful out there. It's been almost a year for me being vegetarian, but I mm-hmm. I do eat a little bit of meat. So Ocean Forty Four, yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Appreciate having. How me. do people get a hold of you? Uh, Dustin Defrades is mm-hmm. is my is what everything that I do everything that I publicly talk about is on Defrades Nice, and then. Uh, uh, Dustin DeFratis on Instagram or Dustin DeFratis on Facebook. And we'll have all that floating. If you've seen any of my videos, I'll add those in and floating around. Yeah. And I, I am thrilled to have you in here. I've been wanting to actually have you on. And I figured this would be the perfect time post-COVID with an innovative uh, thinker yeah. and developer and solutionist. If you don't mind, I'd like to take yeah. the opportunity to say uh, uh, we're actively pursuing 
uh, three people in this market mm -hmm. and and three people in a couple other markets uh, to to run some infrastructure that uh, we've built as a test run. Nice. So if 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 anybody out there is spending uh, $10,000 a month or more on, on their marketing. I'd be very interested in having a conversation Ooh. about how we might be able to help them build their business. Um, oh, I love it. From a value-add puppet okay, master and, and, perspective. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a follow-up in the fall to see if you got those people you can test and see if we can go back on and, and tell everyone how it's doing. I'm excited to do that. So Let's do this. Awesome. Yeah. Kimberly Toko, Tenacious T, thank you again for joining me.